Welcome back to the weekly MLB talk with Alex and I. So um, first off, before we preview the Diamondbacks and Rockies season, so let's talk about the big trade of the day yesterday that the Philadelphia Phillies got JT Real Muto and Jorge Aflalo and two other prospects are now sent to the Miami Marlins. So with that being said, um, let's talk about how you felt about that trade. I obviously thought I knew Real Muto wasn't going to be a Dodger. I think he was as a member of the uh, as a, as a member of the uh, what should we call this the uh, I mean he is now a member of the Phillies so I'm, I mean I think uh, I think Real Muto is going to be a, a, a nice addition. Uh, agreed. You know, I just I, I really think you know I mean they 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 needed you know just like a really young catcher you know because I I just really felt like the days of you know when Carlos Ruiz was there and just those catchers like they needed a another, you know, I wouldn't say young, young prospect, but I mean, they, they needed someone to really fill that catcher position. You know, the Phillies right now, I mean, the way that they're going in free agency and the young prospects they are having with spring training coming up. I mean, I think the Phillies are going to become a team to fear in the uh, National League East this year. Absolutely. Now, with that being said, I do think that even though that the, the Phillies got Rio Muto, I still expect them to get Dallas Keuchel, Craig Kimbrell, and Bryce Harper. Uh, agreed. You know, I just, I, I mean, you know, we were discussing about this last week. You know, I think Kimbrell, you know, he's just going to bring another added dimension to that Phillies bullpen. And then with Keuchel, you know, I think, you know, you could fill another um, starting position role. And then if Harper does decide to select Philadelphia, you know, I mean, there's your, you know, big batted right fielder that now you need it I mean that can fill your cleanup position and you know I think really you know take the Phillies you know places in the National League East so who won the trade between the Marlins and the Phillies do you think the Phillies won that trade to get Real Muto yes Mm -hmm. so I'll tell you the final trade so the Phillies got JT Real Muto and the Marlins got catcher Jorge Aflalo Sixto Sanchez, Will Stewart, who are two prospects in the Philly system, now a member of the Miami Marlins. And then the Marlins got international bonus slot. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I still think, you know, like with the Marlins, with what they are doing, you know, just basically with the fire sale that they're still trying to get the guys out of there. I mean, they got Ozuna out. They got Yelich. They got Stan, and now they have real Muto. So, I mean, basically they're just trying to, build from the ground up right now but I still think if if Real Moto has a good year with with the Phillies this this year I think the Phillies would win the trade in the end because the Marlins are just content with saying you know what we're just going to build an or, our organization from the ground up and see what we do so I mean that's I mean that's what I think absolutely and now we have some break other breaking news to report on here that uh Star shortstop on the Cleveland Indians, Francisco Lindor, just strained his calf, and he's expected to be back in seven to nine weeks. And what that means is, although they say his opening day status is in jeopardy, I think I think Francisco Lindor, now, now that he injured his calf, will be back on opening day. I, I guarantee that's going to happen, even though it's seven to nine weeks from now. So do you think that – will happen for Lindor that he sits out spring training so that he can get his body right for opening day. Uh, agreed. You know, I, I just, I really think, you know, with, with an injury 
like that. You know, you just you do not want to mess with it that much because I, I felt it was kind of the same thing when David Wright was hurt for the Mets of how injury prone he was over his last few years with the Mets. You know, he just kind of kept re-aggravating that injury. And sometimes, you know, you just got to take the easy way out. You know, you just, you just got to, you know, develop your own conditioning and say, you know, what you can do and what you can. And I just think if Lindor plays this right and just, you know, does everything that he needs to do, I, I definitely think he could be back by opening day. He will. It's seven to nine weeks. It's a good thing that he did it now so that it has time for him to heal. But it's seven to nine weeks. But right now, his opening day status is in jeopardy. Hmm. But it's the, he's out seven to nine weeks, though, after straining his calf, though. So it's a good thing that, say, right now in a season, it's a good thing that a star player could be out for the first month of the year or maybe the first week. So that the thing with Lindor is the Indians should just – the thing is – the, he should just be healthy for the playoffs because the Indians are going to be back in the playoffs for sure. And Lindor's yeah, I mean, presence I mean, just, is going to be key in the playoffs. Right, I mean, just with the AL, with the AL Central as it is, I mean, it's the Indians' division for for the taking this year. It is, but do you think the Indians want to take his take their time with Lindor, or or just have him heal and have him be back, be ready, be ready for opening day? I just I think it really just comes down to Lindor's decision. You know, I mean, if he if he still feels that he's not ready to go, you know, I would just put Lindor on the 15 day DL to start the season and then just see what you do with him from from there. It just I think it just really just comes down to is if Lindor is going to be fully 100 percent healthy or do you want to just wait for a little bit and just place him on the 15 day DL? I mean, that's I mean that's they my, are not calling it the DL anymore. They change it from DL to injury list. Oh, okay. So, no DL this time. So, it's going to be injury list going forward. Oh, okay. Because Major League Baseball didn't want to confuse uh, this disabled list with disabled people. Oh, okay. Okay. So, that's why that's why they changed it to injury list. So, Lindor could be on the 15-day IR, IIL. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, also, before we get into the uh, – previews of the Rockies and the Diamondbacks there was sad news yesterday in the baseball world as baseball lost its pioneer and the first African-American baseball manager in the history of this game is losing uh Frank Robinson thoughts and prayers go out to his family and uh really a big loss I know he was battling health issues like a week ago so may uh Mr. Frank Robinson rest in peace Absolutely. You know, I just I think, you know, with what he did for um, baseball was just absolutely tremendous. And, you know, I I I get I send my prayers to uh, him and his family, you know, as they as they go through this rough time. Yeah. Frank Robinson played for the Dodgers and and he and since 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 uh, since 2015, he served as a senior advisor to Commissioner Manfred and the honorary American League president. If you know what I mean, with if you know what that is, because when they give out the William Harrods Trophy for the American League champion, uh, that's the award they give out. You know, uh, agreed. Yep. You you know what that you know what, what I'm talking about because the National League Trophy is when they win the NLCS. That's the Warren C. Giles Trophy, and for the American League, that's the William Harrods Trophy. Mm-hmm. If you know if you know that 
that stands for. The William Harris Trophy is the representative of the American League champions. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the Warren C. Giles Trophy is the uh, National League champions trophy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now with that being said, now that we've got some other news and notes around Major League Baseball, and today after our, we break down our uh, Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks and Rockies 2019 season, I'm going to, I'm going to, break down with you my breakout players for each team in the National League West. All right. So now let's talk about the Diamondbacks first before we head on to the Rockies. But with the Diamondbacks, um, let's talk about their biggest offseason move is one of them is getting Greg Holland and then landing one of your former favorite New York Mets in Wilmer Flores. Yeah, I definitely think uh, – um... The Wilmer Flores deal was a was a good move for Arizona. You know, you're going to get a real um, good clutch hitter. You know, I mean, you know, hopefully he's going to still have some walk off magic when he comes to Arizona. But then Greg Holland, you know, like you said as well, I think that's a a really big splash for um, their pitching staff. You know, they just needed another, you know, good guy to really just fill in there. You know, with Zach Greinke and Weaver. You know, I just I really think you know that was just another big addition to um, their pitching staff. Yeah. I mean, Greg Holland is most likely going to be the closer, but eventually Archie Bradley is going to be the closer for the Diamondbacks. But Greg Holland is a good piece to that back end of the bullpen for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Agreed. And then, uh, and also the dumbest move for the Diamondbacks this offseason was letting go of AJ Pollock. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a, and Paul a very I, I, I thought that was a very bizarre move by um AJ Pollock, but also, you know, um the Paul Goldschmidt trade to uh St. Louis. I thought that was a bit of a curveball um myself as well. Yeah, but, but I mean, I don't know what the Diamondbacks people were thinking about trading Paul Goldschmidt, but a lot of people were telling me that if, if the Diamondbacks were to tank at the trade deadline, then don't be surprised if they trade Zach Greinke, but so that they can get his big contract off the books and that the Diamondbacks could start it from fresh. But right now, Zach Greinke is on the, is on the roster for the Diamondbacks, and he's most likely going to be the opening day starter when the Dodgers play the Diamondbacks. And with Pollock, when he left the Diamondbacks, that was stupid. But with the Dodgers, they're getting a plus with A.J. Pollock. Absolutely. You know, when we were covering that deal, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, I just think, you know, when we were also doing like those three teams that were going to be rising in the three followers as well, this is kind of like why I I still felt that Arizona was just going to kind of be that one team that was just really going to hit the struggle because I, I really thought this would be a contending team in the National League West over the last few years when they got Goldschmidt and they got Pollock, but just it didn't really phase out with them and I guess they are just content with saying you know what we're just gonna um let Goldschmidt go to St. Louis and Pollock go to a division rival and we're just gonna build this team from the ground up again so I mean Arizona's got a probably a tough season this year yeah but expect them to finish 82 and 80 this year but they'll be tied with the Giants for third but the end they'll end up being in fourth place so with that being said I'll predict you the Diamondbacks 2019 lineup so I have Leading off and playing left field is David Peralta. Batting second is the right fielder, Steven Souza Jr. Batting third, the first baseman, Jake Lamb. Batting fourth, the second baseman, Wilmer Flores. Batting fifth, the third baseman, Eduardo Escobar. 
Batting sixth, the shortstop, Nick Ahmed. Batting seventh, the catcher, Alex Avila. Batting eighth, the center fielder, Cattell Marte. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree with you with that uh, um, lineup. I had about the same guys my, myself. It, it'll be interesting to see, though, um, how they put Wilmer Flores in there. You know, I mean, you've listed him as your cleanup guy. You know, I just think it would be interesting to um, see how they move him around because I didn't really see him as a cleanup hitter on the Mets. You know, I think you could probably use maybe Souza Jr. maybe as the um, cleanup man at some point, but it'll be interesting to see how they move Flores around and really as well how they're going to be able to generate offense because we talk about this with the Dodgers. You know, you want to put your best eight players out there, but with the Diamondbacks probably a struggle for offense with Goldschmidt and Pollock gone, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that lineup rotates throughout the season. For sure. And then uh, let's predict our breakout player for the Arizona Diamondbacks this year. And for me, it's going to be a guy that I think didn't put up the best stats last season, but I do think he's, but I believe that he's going to take his game to a whole nother level when the 2019 season's in full swing. And that's going to be Nick Ahmed. I believe that Nick Ahmed's going to have a breakout season this year. I, I had the same feeling that you did. You know, I felt Ahmed is definitely going to hit his stride this year. I, I really thought he did um, really good whenever I watched the um, Mets and the Diamondbacks play each other when um, Keith Hernandez and Ron Dar. Arling, we're talking about him and his upside. You know, I just think he is definitely going to have a great season this year for, for Arizona. You know, he'll have to, you know, really pick up the slack with, you know, two of their biggest offensive weapons gone. But I definitely think he could maybe potentially be a, um all-star player this year for Arizona, if not the only one from, from their team. Expect Ahmed Peralta and Jake Lamb be the all-star players for the Diamondbacks this year. But with Jake Lamb, now that he's healthy, he missed the whole year because of a shoulder injury. Getting a healthy Jake Lamb will really help this Diamondbacks lineup because Jake Lamb has power and pop when it comes to seeing Jake Lamb. But Jake Lamb is not going to be the starting third baseman. I think going forward, he should be the first baseman for the Diamondbacks now. Uh, agreed. Uh, absolutely. And now with that being said, um, now that we kind of talked about the, the Arizona Diamondbacks and who their breakout players, and that's Nick Ahmed, and now let's go out to the Colorado Rockies. And talking about the biggest offseason move for the Rockies, I think it was uh, signing Daniel Murphy, one of your former favorite players on the New York Mets. Yeah, I, yeah, I liked him as a, as a Met, but also he did a fantastic job with um, the Chicago Cubs. I mean, I definitely agree that this was their – biggest move with Murphy you know I think he just has just you know the great at bat you know what he did in Washington you know I just I felt like you know he just hit for such a better average in Washington than he did for the Mets and I, I just think he's gonna do the exact same thing with Colorado he'll be a good um infielder for for them at second base but I just think you know he is definitely gonna um, be a, a a great addition to um a Colorado Rockies you know lineup that's still you know, trying to get, you know, those pieces in there. But still, they got a very um, decent style of offense that they've been producing over the last few years. Yeah, so expect Daniel Murphy to be the starting first baseman of the Colorado Rockies. And then uh, let's talk about the pitching. I mean, Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez are going to headline the top two, starting the top two spots in the rotation for the Rockies and for the bullpen. Wade Davis has turned out to be a very good closer, but I, there are times that he – had blown saves, but he but he uh, he had a pretty solid first year with the Rockies in his first year. Brian Shaw had a very bad year, but expected to bounce back. Mike Dunn could bounce back. Good lefty specialist, but Sang Juan Oh 
I think is going to be a guy that is likely going to be the setup man to Wade Davis. Uh, agreed. You know, I mean, it's just but back to Wade Davis as well. I thought with what he did um, with the Royals a few years ago was absolutely phenomenal. You know, when the when the Royals played the Mets in the World Series, I mean, he was just a shutdown um, closer with what he did. You know, and and like you said, he did have a decent year with Colorado next year, and I think that's the one thing that the Rockies would need to improve on is just a little bit of bull bullpen depth and then really just finding those starting pitchers is going to be um, interesting to see as well either if they're going to bring any young prospects up to help them out you know I mean they're I'm that pitching staff for Colorado is still that one you know niche they still have to work out with their team but I I still think you know that they're going to you know at least have second place in the National League West this year yeah the NLS is still going to belong to the Dodgers but tell me your perspectives on on Freeland and Marquez but especially Marquez he had a a decent year last year, but you see him being a Cy Young, Cy Young type pitcher for the Rockies for Herman Marquez. Yeah, the, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see with him. You know, I I really thought that he had you know some some good stuff la- last year, but I mean, just with the Cy Young as as it has been in the National League, you know, just dominated by Clayton Kershaw, and then last year, of course, Jacob Degrom. You know, I mean, it it will be hard for him to replicate those types of seasons for for them but I, I still think you know he is you know he's he's got the stuff to you know easily probably become the number one starter eventually for um the Colorado Rockies and you know I I, I think there is a Cy Young in him for the future but just the way it's just been dominated by Kershaw and then last year's exemption with Jacob deGrom you know I just think it's just so loaded right now it's it's going to be tough for Marquez to win. Yeah, and do you think the ace of the Rockies staff right now of the rotation is Kyle Freeland? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's a Denver native, and he really dreamt about playing for the Colorado Rockies when I first saw him pitch and heard about and learned about what Kyle Freeland's all about. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think the rotation for the Rockies is headlined by Freeland and Marquez. And going back to the Diamondbacks, it's headlined by Zach Greinke and Robbie Ray. Mm-hmm. For the Diamondbacks and for the Rockies, it's Freeland Marquez. I, I, Tyler Anderson will be in the rotation. I, I think Chad Bettis will move to the bullpen with Jeff Hoffman, and then Antonio Senzatella will be the fifth starter for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. So the dumbest move for the Rockies was letting go DJ LeMahieu to the Yankees, but I thought the Rockies would somehow find a way to keep LeMahieu. But at the same time, I think the Rockies are just saving their bucks. To, to give Nolan Arenado a contract extension. I don't see Nolan Arenado leaving the Rockies, even though he's a Dodgers fan. There's possibilities of him going to the Dodgers, but I don't see the Rockies letting go of Nolan Arenado. No, you know, and, and we're also in agreement on that dumb move with G- DJ LeMayhew, but I think as well, just it was just a nice addition there. You know, I mean, you let DJ LeMayhew go, but then you also added Daniel Murphy in the process. And with Daniel Murphy, you know, you could just put him anywhere in the infield, you know, you say that there, he was going to probably be the starting first baseman, but you could probably put him in almost any position, probably except shortstop, I, I think, because that's the one position I didn't see him play on the Cubs or, or Mets. But I think, you know, he he was at least an equal addition to what DJ LeMahieu was to, to the Colorado Rockies in, in his career. Yeah, and do you see the Rockies extending Nolan Arenado before the season begins? Uh yeah 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 I yeah I think I think they could. 
yeah, he's a free agent after the, after next season. So expect the Rockies to to extend Nolan though, because he's their fa- he's their face of their franchise. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I did mm-hmm. tell you that even though he's a Dodgers fan, and although from a Dodgers fan perspective, if he's a Dodger, I'd be so happy because he's one of my favorite sluggers in baseball right now. But at the same time, I see him staying in Colorado for a long time. He's like there. He's like the next Todd Helton. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Absolutely. Yes. You know, I mean, I just I just think Arenado as well, you know, as good of a hitter as he is, you know, I mean, he I mean, he can still also um, rack up the gold gloves at his position as well, because I've just seen him make so many defensive plays that, you know, it's just it's not even funny. You know, it's just incredible to see just the range that he has from third base. And, you know, I, I just still think he still has, you know, probably one of the best arms of any third baseman in the National League right now. Absolutely. With that being said, let's get to our lineup predictions of the Colorado Rockies. So I have leading off and playing center field, Charlie Blackman. Batting second at shortstop, Trevor Story. Batting third, the right fielder, David Dole. Batting fourth, the third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Batting fifth, the first baseman, Daniel Murphy. Batting sixth, the second baseman, Ian Desmond. Batting seventh, the catcher, Chris Iannetta. And batting eighth in left field, Ryan McMahon. Yep, yep. I got about the same guys as as you do as well. You know, and and you know, I really think as well. You know, it'll be interesting to see um, between a uh, Ian Desmond and Daniel Murphy. You know, I mean, you kind of had them. You know, kind of in the middle of the batting order there. But I just I would not you know change anything up on their first things with Charlie Blackman and you know Nolan Era. Nano and Trevor Story getting, you know, three of the first four spots. I would, I would not change that at all. But Daniel Murphy and Ian Desmond, th- th- those will be interesting guys to to watch how they maneuver those those guys in the in the lineup because you know I think you know just as good of an offense they have with their first three to four batters there. You know, I mean, just Daniel Murphy can also provide a little bit of power, and Desmond has you know still has some speed a little bit. So I mean, just. Colorado's offense, you know, I mean, I'm just going to be really impressed to see, you know, how this team starts out in the month of April because I just think they are just going to be hitting balls, you know, just like mad and, you know, using the using the air in their um, stadium to their advantage. You know, I think the balls are just going to be flying all over the place with this offense. Yeah, for sure on, on that. I mean, if you look at uh, – I mean, uh, if you look – if you look at this, I mean – the Rockies are going to be a very, very good team. And, I mean, talk about their breakout player this year. I think it's going to be a guy that started off pretty good in 2016, hurt his ribs, and wasn't very good in 2017. But he's a guy that I believe that is going to break out this year on the Rockies. And for my breakout player in the Colorado Rockies, it is David Dahl. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah, I just – I really think that, you know, he's going to – you know, just really be, you know, um, a, a stud on their on their team, you know, and and as just, you know, the stars continue to go for um, Colorado's perspective, you know, I mean, just like that offense is just going to be um, incredible to see for, for, for Colorado's sake. But I just really think, though, just touching just back on this on Arizona, you know, with Dick Ahmed being our um, sort of breakout player to watch as well you know he'll have to take over the offense but with Dahl on the other hand you know he just won't have to worry about just having Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Arenado, Murphy he'll he'll just say you know what I found my 
place in the order. I'll contribute what I can. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I mean, if they, if they get him a spot on the all-star team, I, I just don't think it's going to happen with him as an all-star this year, with just how loaded Colorado is, but he could be an all-star down, down the road for the Rockies. Yeah, and then uh, now that we're gonna we're we've now broken down our breakout players for the National League teams for each National League teams in 2019 to end our National League West talk. So we have for the Diamondbacks Nick Ahmed, for the Rockies it's David Dahl, for my Dodgers I have three players that I think is gonna break out. It's gonna be uh, Alex Verdugo, Walker Bueller, and Julio Urias. Agreed, absolutely. And then for the San Diego Padres, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. and Hunter Renfro. Because with Hunter Renfro, he's not, he has hit a low 248-250 with, like, 20 home runs. I see him being a 270 hitter with 20-plus home runs for Hunter Renfro. Agreed. You know, I, 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 really, I really was impressed by him, you know, last year a little bit. You know, he did hit for that low average, as, as he did point out. But, you know, I just think, you know, with San Diego, with what they are – doing with their offense and still with Eric Hosmer being there as well. You know, I think Renfro, you know, he just still needs to just kind of, you know, develop into a little bit of a rhythm, but I, you know, think that he is probably going to become, you know, a great right fielder eventually, you know, and hopefully, you know, with him and Alex Verdugo on, on your Dodgers as well. You know, I mean, I think those two guys could easily be, you know, probably the um, biggest breakout stars probably in the National League West this year with just the way that, you know, they're still very young in what they are doing, but I just still think, you know, there's just tremendous upside for, for both of them. Absolutely. But, I mean, I mean, I've t- talk about Tatis Jr. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be a phenomenal baseball player, but I do think the the uh, Padres are going to get Mike Moustakas. Uh, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 re- I really think, you know, they just they, – they need some – some depth in that um, outfield of theirs, you know, I mean, just, you know, it's, of course, you're going to have a very limited bench for um, your, your outfielders there. So it'll be interesting to see how they use Tatis a little bit, if they are going to sign Moustakis, but I just think, you know, you just don't want to really rush a young prospect up there. So, I mean, if they're, if they are full in on Mike Moustakis, I would just go ahead and grab him. And then just with Tatis, you know, I would just sort of filter him in when you can and just really get, him the playing time that he needs in order for him to hopefully be, you know, a full-time starter by um, the start of next year. I think I expect Fernando Tatis to be the opening day starting shortstop for the Padres so that he starts at short and then assumingly the, the Padres get Mike Moustakas. He's Moustakas starts at third. Okay. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And then for the Giants, my breakout players there are Chris Shaw and Steven Duger. Mm-hmm. Agreed with you. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so before we uh, end this, what my final MLB thought is, I expect the Dodgers to win 108 games this year and go back to the World Series. Agree, agree with you there. I, you know, I, I'm also with with my MLB final thought. You know, I'm just, I'm really psyched about um, the Mets this year. You know, I just, I really think that um, Noah Syndergaard and Jacob Degrom are going to be the two big starters for. For them and you know I just think you know once spring training rolls around you know I'm just excited to see their young prospects um, you know compete for hopefully a starting spot on opening day for sure and then uh, 
Before we end this, next week on our MLB show, we will n- switch from the National League West, and we are moving to the Ameri- Sorry, we are st- we are moving from the National League West, and we're going to the uh, National League Central, and we are going to start off next week with the top three teams in the National League Central, with the Chicago Cubs, the St. Louis Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Sounds great. And then, uh, and then the following week, we'll talk about the Reds and the Pirates. So be, you're going to be in for a treat next week, guys, because next week, Alex and I are going to give each, every baseball fan a treat in talking about the th- top three teams in the National League Central in the Brewers, in the Cubs, and in the Cardinals. See you then. So, yeah, talk to you next Friday.